Hello and welcome to the Redvers Podcast, episode 22. Today's episode is another world news breakdown with Steve. On today's episode, we chat about the Tories finally implement a minister for suicide prevention a mere 10 years into austerity, a sexist recruitment algorithm comes to light, GPs in England are given permission to prescribe dancing classes for elderly people battling loneliness, and a whole lot more. So stick around. This is the Redvers Podcast. G'day and welcome to the Redvers podcast. I'm your host, Redvers, aka Justin Gill. This is episode 22, and as you may have possibly noticed if you're a regular listener, my voice is shattered. Um, <clears throat> I currently have, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, a bit of a cold infection. My throat uh, has been like sandpaper the past couple of days. My sinuses are blocked, so I will keep this talking to a minimum. Uh, Steve and I sat down once again in his humble abode to record episode 22. There was quite a lot of news to get through. Uh, I think Steve alone had 15 things written down, uh, news articles or items of news that he wanted to cover, uh, and I had several also. And uh, funnily enough, over the weekend... Um, at least one of the stories that we talked about, the uh, Jamal Khashoggi murder in uh, Turkey, in the, um, the Saudi Arabian embassy, is continuing to develop. And that's a huge story. Um, it's very interesting to see that unfold. I was speaking to some friends on uh, Friday, I think it was, or Saturday, about that event. And um, it's almost as though the underworld of power or people in power, the underworld is sort of coming to light, that these events, these murders, these activities do take place, and I'm sure they take place more often than people would anticipate uh, or imagine, and it's bringing this stuff out into the open. Um, It's very interesting to see. Uh, There's certainly going to be a big international backlash against Saudi Arabia, and personally, it's long overdue, I think. Um, Anyway... That's enough about that old Steve. I know I get into that uh, in this episode. So before I leave you, I'd also like to say, are you subscribed to the Rovers podcast? Because if you're not, you should be. Um, you can find it very easily. Uh, go to anywhere that you listen to podcasts, be that iTunes. So you can be sitting here right now on your phone, as I am. I've got my phone in my hand. Go to uh, Google iTunes. <laughs> Go to Apple iTunes and uh, hit search and search for Redvers Podcast. I think you can just go to uh, iTunes. You don't have to go to podcasts and just search for Redvers Podcast and it will turn up. Uh, simply subscribe. Uh, it's available everywhere. I'm well behind on putting uh, the episodes up onto YouTube because the files are just massive and uh, it takes quite a lot of time to compile them and then upload five, six, seven gig files to the internet. Um, But this is the best method 
because this way you can listen to it in your car, you can listen to the podcast on your commute, at the gym, um, doing whatever it is you do when you like to listen to podcasts. Um, But thank you very much for listening. We do appreciate everyone who tunes in weekly or, you know, every second week. Uh, Sometimes I can get a little lazy on the output. But, uh, yeah, thanks again, folks. This is episode 22. I hope you enjoy it, and I will chat to you after this. Broadcasting live from HQ in London, this is the fucking World News Breakdown with Renders and Steve. Well, sweet as episode 22 of the Redvers podcast, where it's Steve's joint. Um, on a Thursday afternoon. On a Thursday afternoon. Um, it's the 18th of October. So this will probably come out in November. Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, guess what day it is, Steve? I've no idea, just. You've set me up for something. I have. It's World Menopause Day. So that doesn't apply to you or I. <laughs> it definitely doesn't. But it does uh, though, doesn't it? Well, it could do in the future. Yeah. We might know some people going through the menopause. I hate how they say the menopause. Yeah, but you won't be able to say menopause. It'll have to get changed shortly, won't it? Yeah, manopause. No, just pause. Pause. Put you on pause for a decade, yeah. Is this, are we talking about the, the dry stage in life? Um... What, in terms of, like, an oil field mm-hmm. that's gone dry? Or people getting hot flushes. Yeah, that it, one. Right. It it's does, a strange name for it, though, isn't it? Well, they were talking about... Um, uh, well, it's not really menstruation, men, meno. But still, it could cause offence with a great deal of the world at the moment. <laughs> um, they were talking about on the radio today and um, how... Uh, young, some young ladies are affected by menopause, like early, like crazy early, sort of in the twenties. Even some in their late teens. Due to, they don't know. Right, it's just some <clears throat> something that occurs very rarely in some women. But I mean, you can't have babies after that, can you? So it would be quite disappointing. You can always adopt. Well, yeah, I mean, adoption lists as long as your arms, aren't they? Which is sad. It certainly is, just. There's a lot of people out there who need love from good people. So get in touch with your local adoption centre <laughs> if you are wanting to have a job. <laughs> no, are we allowed to talk about that subject, though? Adoption? No. The menopause? Well, I don't know much about it, to be honest with you. I just know that a lady's period stops. They don't, they don't have any eggs. The eggs have run out, haven't they? So, yeah, the chicken's flown the coop. Don't start making light of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but being the 18th, of October as well. It is four years to the day since I've been in the country. How long have you been in Kendall for now? Uh, Kendall specifically, probably just over three years. And your spirit's still quite high. Oh, higher than ever. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've beaten it. If this was a game, I've finished it. Winner. Yeah, winner. Because um, I'm happier than anyone else probably in Kendall. I don't know about um, that. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. No, it hasn't broken me. England, Four years. England came close to breaking, uh, breaking me, definitely. But, um, but it hasn't done, I'm glad about it. Hasn't, that. yeah, no. Uh, you can just tell by the shirt I'm wearing. Very colourful. It's autumn, there's leaves on it. Um, because we were discussing before, I was saying to Steve that there's two things that freak English people out. If you don't wear shoes in a household, 
like Australia, you don't wear shoes in the house. You don't have to. Uh, and if you wear colour, freaks people out. It's too much. Um, English people only dabble in greys and black. I'm wearing black and blue today, but a grey blue. blue. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, four years, and maybe I should do my part for tours in Britain. Don't come here. <laughs> Just don't. Uh, don't come here at all because you'd have to pay an extra two pounds a night tourist tax. <laughs> Yeah, amongst other things. Um, no, it's good. It's all right. It's not bad. I've learnt a lot. Uh, got a lot of inspira- uh, well inspiration to draw from over the past four years for the new album that I want to write. Now that I've got a hernia and I can't exercise, so that's my goal: to write a new album in like eighteen, nineteen weeks. Very doable. Absolutely. Just got to pull my finger out. Eleven, twelve songs. Uh, no, keep it shorter. Uh, eight or nine. I like right. to keep albums short because the attention spans these days are shorter than a gnat. They certainly are. Mine included, that is. Um, my attention spans dog shit. Unless I'm doing something I like, like the podcast or writing a, a song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or doing other things. Right. I was going to say. We'll go on off <laughs> yeah. But. Um, We've got a lot to get through today, episode 22. Um, a lot of things have been occurring uh, that are noteworthy. Monu- monumental amount. Yeah, a monumental amount. How many did you say? You've got 15 articles. Well, 16 articles plus six bullet points as well. Wow, unprecedented. Yeah, but I've had the week off, haven't I? I've just been yeah. getting exasperated <laughs> by what's actually making news nowadays. Yeah, a week off. Um, oh, also, I've got a sore throat, so... I'm not really talking... Come on, Joss, we're getting a violin out in a minute. Yeah. No, just in case people are thinking, oh, why does he sound like a... Dalek. I was going to say a naughty word then. (laughs) No, it's not too bad this afternoon. But, um, well, we were trying to aim for happy news stories for this one. That's how we finished the last podcast. I mean, and I have really, really, really struggled to find anything positive in such a negative world. (laughs) Yeah, there's not much out there in terms of positivity. You actually have to go searching for the positive stories as opposed to if you just go onto a news website like The Independent or The Guardian, it's all negative shit. You've got to actually type in happy news stories in Google, it seems. Imagine if you had a news station or a newspaper that just focused on positivity rather than negativity. It wouldn't sell. No. Well, it would do. I'd buy it. It would probably be branded as some sort of... Um, hippie. Occult hippie shit, yeah. Your only sponsors would be like vegan stores and stuff. Viagra. Which is fine. Viagra. You don't need Viagra if you're a vegan. You're rock hard just because, you know... The reason being is... Um, I, I recalled this and I read about it the other day. Um, it's the smallest um, artery or... Um, Oh, Christ, I can't remember the word now. The veins down in that region are the smallest in the body, so they're the first to be um, disrupted by clogging from, um, you know, food, like cholesterol or whatever, which right. makes a lot of sense. That's pleasant. It is, yeah. Well, it, it's, it's very pleasant if you uh, indulge in plant-based foods and sex, so... Just a little tip for anyone out there looking to, uh, well, any males. Enhance. Yeah. 
But anyway, that's a subject I could talk about for days. Uh, what should we do for the first <laughs> first article? Should we start off with the funny one that I got? Go on, you do a funny one. I've got one that's it might be deemed as being funny. Right. Well, a bus driver in India has been suspended after letting a monkey drive his bus. <laughs> now, apparently, witness footage was taken. It wasn't sort of done secretly, I don't think. They were just filming the guy. And I haven't watched it, and I can't watch it at the moment because I don't have an internet connection, but there's a picture of a little monkey um, sitting on the steering wheel and uh, the guy's just patting its head. I mean, it looks like a nice moment that the guy shared with the monkey. Was it a pet monkey? I don't know. Um, there's monkeys all over that place, like some areas. There's just monkeys everywhere. But um, apparently the monkey was driving for about 10 minutes. So Well, they like to uh, mimic human behaviour, don't they? Yeah. And it's just a sm- pretty it's swearing monkey. it was. But what a lovely world that would be if you walked in onto the bus one day and you bought your ticket. <laughs> and it's a monkey driving. What a great world that would be. Uh, apparently there were around 30 passengers on the bus at the time and none of them complained. <laughs> Probably, maybe it happens all the time. Um, local media reports say the Langur, which is uh, the monkey, I might be pronouncing that wrong, boarded with a passenger and was at the wheel for almost 10 minutes. The bus was on its regular trip around uh, Devangir, don't know, around 170 miles from regional capital Bangalore when the incident took place. Um, someone is quoted as saying, so sweet, why suspend? He should have been warned not to repeat this. Uh, it was a tweet by a local or something. Um, <laughs> I don't know, just the monkey union, union will be up in arms about yeah. it. But I wish I was on that bus. Right, I've got this one now. This, this is a question for you. Mm. Happy news or perhaps news that was always expected? Right, an algorithm that was being tested <coughs> as a recruitment tool by Amazon yeah. was sexist and had to be scrapped. Right. The AI system was trained on data submitted by applicants mm. over a 10-year period. Wow. And the system effectively taught itself that male candidates were preferable. That's interesting. But how... Does it go into the details of how it would have calculated that? Well, no, we've always talked about that the best person should get the job. Yeah. And unfortunately, the best applicants. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, being an algorithm, like something that's digital, it would just be... It would be... The the mathematics behind it, like, how would it be quantifying its results? Like... Would it be looking at um, schools that people went to? Fucking presume so. Just, but it also goes to show that AI yeah. is now sexist. Yeah, yeah, sexist um, robots. Yeah, AI. So that, that's the end of AI. That's quite funny. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Um, yeah, Jesus. Imagine they implemented that into some British companies. It would only be foreign people getting jobs, wouldn't it? Locals wouldn't. You can have your opinion, I can have my opinion, and it's never very far apart, either of our opinions. Uh, That's a good one. I like that. Um, Everything's up now, isn't it? Everything's up for attack. 
Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, which leads me on to something that I was talking to uh, a young colleague with today. We spent some time on the subject because it got my brain ticking over and I was just coming up with different ideas. I won't go into details about the company idea that we had because it is a good idea and I don't want someone to steal it. But essentially, it was sort of taking the piss at the PC culture that has enraptured uh, society. Um, Coming out with different slogans for certain things and there were some killers. And I think it's something I'm going to do. Well, please, please loosen the noose around society's throat at the moment when it comes to, as you say, being politically correct. Yeah. Because it's going too far. But some of the things were quite funny. And uh, just to see how people would react to these. I mean, it's almost... You're after shock value now, aren't you? That's the thing. People are going to start pushing the... Bucking the system just so they can get a rise. It's almost like comedy, really. But it's almost it's almost like, like, like we're trying to get away from that, but we're coming back to that. Yeah. It's, it's, we always say everything goes full circle. Yeah. But this is going full circle in a bad way, is this? Yeah, it's a very interesting period, um, how everything seems to be up for evaluation, which isn't a bad thing, but <clears throat> when it involves legislation and stuff like that, it's not good. I mean, uh, what was the news this week? They were. This is an article that I actually forgot about until now. Um, they're looking to legislate uh, hate crimes now, include being inclusive of hate crimes against men. Shit. Um, there was something else that was very funny. Goths, like alternative cultures such as goths. That's Sorry. not an alternative culture. Hate people dress. Hate crimes against goths as well. Right. And I thought, well, what's some hate crimes, right, could be pretty well-defined. Like, racism would be classed as a hate crime. A hate crime against men, what's that involve? And what's a hate crime against someone who dresses in all black and listens to death metal? What would that be? Like, yelling out at someone as you're driving past a car, like, hey, you goth freak? I don't know, just I have no... Um Indifference when it comes to goths. No, I couldn't give a shit what someone decides to wear or, you know, the music they listen to. But hate crimes against men, what's that like? Again, driving past the car, it's like, oh, I hate your dick or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, let's be honest about it. We don't really want to think about it because it, 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 yeah. it, the blood boils, doesn't it? Oh, it's ridiculous. But that's the worrying thing is when certain potential legislation gets flung around in, in the media. That, that's concerning. Yeah, but is it just the media Probably. stirring the pot? Or the government sort of just distracting people from the fact that, once again, Brexit... Here we go. ...is a disaster. Um, well, this is a, a good way of leading on to politics, which is probably going to be the brunt of the rest of the podcast. You speak for yourself, Mum. The Conservative Party have introduced a Minister for Suicide Prevention. Um, Now, the first thing I thought about when I heard this was, well, the Tories have done such a dreadful job in terms of... um, Has it been 10 years of austerity? It has since 2008. So the amount of... Cuts, cuts to services. To services, essential services as well, like mental health services, fucking 
other health services, I mean, just you could probably rattle them off. I can't because I don't have it in front of me. This has all been, everything's been slashed to such a shocking point. Suicide rates now are at the highest, I think, that they've ever been in this country. Um, so is it almost like they've admitted slightly that they've done such a bad job that they now need a suicide prevention minister? Well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's never been one before. Well, no. And, I mean... And does this suicide minister, I mean, do they have to be of a positive disposition? Well, the funny thing is... Well, funny, according to the WHO, I guess. Um, the minister, I can't, I can't remember what the lady's name is here. Um, she got in trouble as well for making a, a joke about <laughs> suicide. And it's like, oh, shit. Again, I don't think she's possibly the right person for the job. Yeah, you just can't, uh, you can't really. Well, can you have black or dark humour when it comes to death? I believe you can. Um, I mean, it's one again. It's for me personally. It's one of those subjects that is not off limits. It's our society sees deaths as this like you know tragedy or like uh, the mourning process is crazy. You know, it's just that's it. It's one of the greatest certainties in life is that we are all going to perish, and the sooner we you know succumb to that idea. You know, or the idea that at least it's probably just your body, depending on what your belief systems are. Yeah. But anyway, suicide prevention minister. Right. So see, we've got that due to the cuts that have taken place through austerity. That's my theory. Yes. Well, it's mine as well, just. But go yeah. on then. Who has been the best dancer on television of recent weeks? Theresa May. Right. So dance lessons for the lonely on the NHS. Yeah. Right. Right, so GPs in England are being given permission mm. to prescribe patients social activities such as dance classes yeah. to tackle loneliness. Yeah. I mean, that's quite nice, isn't it, really? But it's also very sad that it's gotten to that level. So, I mean, like what the <clears throat> places where old people used to meet yeah. are no longer funded because of austerity. But a GP can say, are you lonely? Mm. Yes. Well, I've got... Thirty other people who are lonely. Do you fancy dancing? Yeah, but what sort of dancing is it? Like a break dancing, uh, break dancing classes, or well, well, I mean, the strategy, the strategy announced by yeah. Theresa May. Oh God, yeah. Well, again with the self-effacing humour. I mean, hey, sweetheart, come on, stop the dancing. Well, they've also tied in, and I found this quite bizarre to be honest with you. Hmm. Uh, they're trying to ask postmen. <laughs> to drop in the, the ones that have yeah. these these rounds that, that are yeah. in the middle of nowhere yeah. to drop in on people yeah. during the rounds just to check to make sure they're not yeah. too lonely and they weren't hurt after the dancing lesson yeah. well I mean yeah, I was at my cousin's place uh, over the weekend in Yorkshire and um, I guess they're in every English town really aren't they uh, working men's clubs Right. This, they used to be absolutely prolific, just. And now it's just one example of a, a, a social club that doesn't really exist anymore, does it? I mean, now you've just got pubs. But why did they... I mean, not just working men's clubs. I'm sure that there were clubs for both sexes. 
Yeah, but well, that, that's just a title that you're probably not allowed to have anymore. Yeah. Why has that stuff been phased out? Because, like, it's, because it's, it's deemed to be old-fashioned. But where do people socialise now? Weatherspoons. And At half past nine in the morning. And this is the strange thing, right? You've got... In this era now, we've got things like uh, Tinder, right, for, on, like, dating apps and shit. And you speak to some people and you think, well, ha-, like, one question I'm always intrigued by is how do people meet people? Through work. Huge one, isn't it? Yeah, Through work, absolutely. mainly. And that is now just seems to be the largest sort of branch from the tree of it's because It's because it, it's common ground that you can't get away from. You're doing a job. Well, yeah. I would job, especially where other people are doing the same job. Yeah. Perhaps not as efficiently, but they're still <laughs> doing the same job. But all I'm saying is now, there's, there's such social boundaries around different ages of people, different yeah. beliefs, um, anxiety. Yeah. But see, socialising, yeah, uh, it doesn't surprise me that we are seeing in society now... Um, the increase in anxieties and social anxieties because people don't socialise. Yeah, but you, you, you can understand the increase in loneliness, can't you? You yeah. can. I mean, we were talking about this, weren't we, the other week at work. I can't remember who we were talking to. Like, if you want to ask someone out on a date, something like that. And I said, well, you know, what would be wrong with... What, what's wrong with what would be deemed now as, like, an old-fashioned way if you saw someone that you thought was attractive in a certain situation, like an art gallery or something. Just go up and introduce yourself. Yeah, but the thing is, though, there... I mean, I'm, I'm, no, everybody's got a boundary nowadays, just, and unfortunately, I'm old school. Yeah. I admit to that. I've been old school since I was 16 years old. <laughs> you know, because I was brought up properly by my parents. Yeah. But but nowadays, I wouldn't go up to somebody and speak to them and then ask them out, and they could, they could, be, they could be reporting you. But see, this is the strange thing, like... Is it now, would that be deemed too strange unless it's out of the confines of a bar? You're saying, would it be too strange unless it was out of the confines of a smartphone? Well, yeah, exactly. See, this is the problem. It's like, oh, you know. You can be very dismissive, can't you, if you just text into someone, but texts can be read the wrong way. Fucking oath they can, yeah. I mean... (laughs) But it's a minefield, isn't it? It's very sad. You I mean, don't understand why why people leaving school, leaving university, mm. I haven't got a clue. No, yeah, oh, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, I met my girlfriend... Um, in a bizarre place? In San Francisco, on a tour bus. And know. what are the odds on that? F- fuck knows. I mean, very slim. But, like, it was nice. It's a nice way to meet someone. You're meeting someone, you're not, not via freaking text messages or... Not in a bar, which I've I've never picked anyone up in a bar. I've never been into that. I've never been that person. It's like I'll go out and pick up. Well, the the, the, never that mindset. I, I agree just, with you. I can't do it. I've, I've never been able to do it. It's just not. I don't. It doesn't attract me. I'm not like oh sweet yeah. Let's go out with the boys. Go pick up a couple of girls. What? <laughs> no thanks. Uh-huh. Oh, just. That, that's old school. You, you, you ridicule me for being old-fashioned, and yet you have the same mental yeah. mindset sometimes. But that loneliness thing, <clears throat> I was going to say something about that, and I can't remember now. It'll come back to you. But it's, that's sad. It's sad. Yeah, I find that. But see, the, that's right. The first thing that I thought, maybe this is just an indication of my filthy mind, the first thing I thought immediately when you brought up that story was 
people are going to abuse that now, aren't they? Just to try and find people to shag. What, you mean the dancing bit? Yeah. I don't know. Because you just, just have, go I'm the thinking they're, 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 you know, going at people over a certain age. <laughs> you know, they're going <laughs> yeah, well, they're going to need well. to. Yeah. Because you could be like, oh, hey, Doc, yeah, I'm 35. I'm really lonely, lonely, mate. Yeah, I need to go to... You got? Can I get a prescription for the salsa the dancing? Yeah, you know, salsa. Is there going to be Spanish girls there? Yeah. Um, what a ridiculous idea! Yeah. Seriously, bring back bingo. <laughs> if, if I've never been to a bingo yeah. all in my life. Yeah, legs eleven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, after um, sixty years. Yeah. Kleenex is scrapping man-sized branding from its tissue boxes. What? So Kleenex is, is it, there's a big factory down in Barrow in Finesse. Oh, right. And they've always had man size on their tissue boxes yeah. because it's a larger tissue. Right. But you like this one. One customer oh. questioned no. um, the firm after her four year old son asked if girls, boys, and mummies can use them. <laughs> Uh, one person you know it's sort of like and then that's it we'll get rid of it straight away one person and they used the word mummies I mean honestly it's your smile well I mean I would have explained to the child that by using the term man size it just means larger yeah men are inherently larger than women children and mummies yes I mean, Egyptian mummies as well. That should be noted. Right. Um, our clothes are bigger, generally, because our bodies are bigger. So it means that the well, tissue... you preaching to the bigger. choir here, but yeah. um, you're not preaching to somebody's... Well, what about man-sized tents? Are they going to get banned next? Yeah, what about a three-man tent? Is it going to be now a three-people Gender-neutral tent? tent? Yeah, gender-neutral tents. Fuck! <laughs> 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 oh, we've started it now. But the thing is, like, we started it, but where's it going to stop? <laughs> Seriously, I mean, you're laughing away, but where's it going to stop? Anything yeah, with man in it now is going to be sort of like scrubbed off the face of the earth. Oh, I like that a lot. Gender neutral tents. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're trying for gender neutral toilets, aren't they, for Fucking Christ's hell. sake? Yeah, that's, see, that's something that I'm not terribly comfortable with either. I no, neither we, am I. Did we speak about this on another podcast? No. We did. The gym I go to, which I won't name, um, they have a uh, a unisex changing room, right? Now, the thing that, that doesn't bother me. I mean, you don't see anything. They've got cubicles, right? So, but it doesn't matter though, just does it? I mean, it's. I mean, men's changing room, women's changing room. No yeah. boundaries crossed. No. There's no opportunity for boundaries to be crossed. No. And see. I'm I'm 34. I'm wouldn't be considered to be a creepy old man yet. Um, at least I fucking hope not. Seven more years. But you do walk in there sometimes, and there's young girls in front of the mirrors, like doing their hair and stuff. And I don't look at them at all. I just maintain my eyes like on the ground as I walk past to the changing room thing. So much so that my own girlfriend was in there, and I didn't know that she was going to be there that day. Well, that's testament to your own, to yourself, isn't it? I walked straight past, and I heard someone say, Justin? I turned around, and I was like, (laughs) oh. It's you. (laughs) It's my girlfriend. I didn't didn't even notice you. But the the thing that um, makes me a bit nervous about it is uh, 
parents go in there with little kids, right? Like really little kids after their swimming lessons. And um, you can be in the changing cubicles and there's gaps between the floor, obviously. And um, that makes me nervous. So like, I mean, the only thing you can actually do, Justin, to take yourself away from any, any, any danger to yourself is to go to the gym... In your gym clothes, yeah, and come away in your gym clothes. See, yeah, because I go straight after work. Well, I used to. I can't now because of my fucking hernia. Stop mentioning hernia. Um, but yeah, well, like, what if a kid put their head under the thing and you're naked? You know, and I mean, he was a real sicko, apparently. He liked the women, but he did a film called Gentleman Jim, which yeah, is an absolutely superb film based on boxing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. What were we just talking about? Where do we go from to where? We went from uh, Kira Knightley. Ah, right, Kira Knightley, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't, oh, fuck, I mean, I don't know, that's... How can you censor a three-year-old child? I mean... I don't have a child. Where I mean. does it stop once you start with Disney? Well, well, you know, you can only go... Yeah. Well, where can you go from a Disney film? Is, is she trying to shut down... Is she trying to start a movement against Disney films? I mean, how old's Cinderella? Bloody old, yeah. But that's the funny thing. I mean, if you deconstruct Cinderella, like, well, uh, a woman's waiting for a, a rich... Well, what, she ends up with a rich man or something, a prince, is Prince it? Charming. And it's like, well, you could apply social hierarchies to that, couldn't you? And, well, in actual fact... Women, so women... Women are more attracted to men yeah. who are higher up on the social... Well, what's Rapunzel going to do? Break a neck? And, I mean, what's wrong with women being attracted to blokes who have got more cash? Well, I, I don't know, Justin. It's something I'll never have. <laughs> uh, this really pissed me off this week. Near normal services. Uh, near normal service after rail chaos. Chaos. Yeah. yeah. So I King's Cross. Yeah. King's Cross Station mm. closed down for two days. Oh. Right, the services like... up here were closed down for a fucking month. A month, yeah. During tourism. Yeah. The height of tourism as well. I mean, you yeah. saw like, oh, poor old King's Cross. Yeah, poor old London. Yeah. Yeah, well, I experienced uh, rail chaos, as it were, uh, on the way to my cousin's place. On because Friday. of the tail end of that superstorm yeah, that affected it? the country. Storm. Brian. Brian or Charmer? Or I don't know what it was. God knows just... what it was called. Four hours it almost took to travel. Basically, as the crow flies, <laughs> probably only uh, about 60 miles. Yeah, absolutely. For a cost of £43 when you've previously been away. With a 50p booking fee, so £44. Um, right. It would have been cheaper for you to go to France. It was. Yeah. It was cheaper for me to fly return to Geneva. But hey. I'm probably quicker. Oh, it was, yeah. Hour and, uh, <laughs> hour and a half. Seriously. How is it? It's, it's too easy to ridicule, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, excuse me. I was just drinking some water. Um... Yeah, pff, really cool the shit out of it. But going back to that last one with the kids, <clears throat> again, with my cousin's place, he's got two kids. Um, I think one of them's five, the girl's five, and the little young fella's about two or three. And, yeah, it's nice spending time with kids because... With their innocence. Yeah, their innocence. And, like, I, the base level of humour I find so funny. I mean, you can just say the word, like, who or we or Trump, which is British for fart. And they love it. They just laugh. I should use the word. I'd rather use the word Trump than fart, to be honest with you. 
but it's uh, it's just nice to be exposed to that level of um, people who aren't sort of sucked into the bloody world yet. They've not become... And how old were they? Two and five? About that, I think. So, yeah. I mean, that's the age to ban Disney films. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the little fellow, we were heading out one evening, I can't remember where we were going to, uh, like a swimming lesson or something, and his main concern was that he didn't have his car with him. I mean, I like that. That's great. Because what is it as an adult? Your main concern is, oh, shit, I might not be able to afford dinner for the next two days or... Well, let's be honest about him. I mean, you say he's two years old, so when he's 17, um, driver lessons will be £150 each and car insurance for him for 12 months will probably be £25,000, £30,000. <laughs> On top of his rent, which would probably be, I don't know, three, four £4,000 a month, a month yeah. yeah. But, I mean, there'll be autonomous cars. So my argument will be if you need your licence still for an autonomous car, wow. Of course I'm, you will do, because you have to, they'll still expect the money yeah. uh, for the licence. Yeah, that's true. Um, Here's another one, just, they, they, they went along with that um, Kira Knightley thing in some respects, and parenting. Mm. Should animal welfare education be on school curriculums? Yes. And, this, and this has been brought up because two parents' children have been bitten by dogs. Right. So should it now be taught at school not to shove your finger in dogs' eyes, not to touch the genitalia or play with the dog's bottom? Because you've got every chance they're going to turn around and bite you. Yeah. Oh, it should be taught to kids. Yeah. Well, well, aren't parents teaching children anything anymore? Well, yeah, you've got a bloody good point there. Um... Why should the owners be on the school? Yeah. I went to school to learn about, to learn about things, not to learn about fucking life. <laughs> Well, that's the problem. I mean, maybe uh, because schools aren't teaching people about life and the, the parents are so caught up in... Tinder. Tinder. <laughs> They're so caught up in... Um, Banning Shielding their children films. from life that maybe schools need to pick up the slack. But then you've got teachers who are saying, well, we don't get paid enough. Um, what do you mean? How can school... I mean, you're only there for X amount of hours a day. Yeah. You've got curriculums that you've got to stick with. You can't start being the... The welfare worker as well for the children. No. The parents have got to take some responsibility, haven't they? Yeah. Have they? Oh, yeah. And, I mean, that's the thing. It's, uh, I think it's a good thing for children to be exposed to pets because it teaches you, yeah, that it teaches you loss for a start because yes. that pet's going to die well before you do. Yeah, but it also teaches you how to behave and what boundaries not to cross with something that, that can't speak to you. Yeah. And it teaches you about cruelty and it teaches you... Yeah. <sighs> But no, I think pets are a good idea. Um, I mean, even as adults, pets are shown to increase a person's lifespan. And it's the loneliness it's, aspect as exactly, well. Exactly, yeah, it's the companionship. Um, Everything ties in, but in a really, really bizarre way. I don't think yeah. I don't think schools should have to teach children about dog bites. No. <laughs> yeah, maybe they should take children out for a visit to um, their local uh, like adoption centre. Cat or like cat or dog adoption centres. That'd be nice. No, because the parents would say that every child that came back wanted a cat or a dog. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'll tell you that time I saw a kid. I was walking down the street. I think it was here in uh, Kendall. And uh, Cat and I were walking past this uh, little fella 
and a dog was coming in the opposite direction and he waved at the dog and said, hello, doggy. <laughs> I loved that. If only we could talk to animals. Jesus. But that was quite funny, the innocence of that. <clears throat> um, well, this is one that... Um, this is a story that basically highlights something that I've been harping on about for probably over a decade now. But we've all been sucked into it. Over so a decade? I'm easily. looking forward to this now because it's, it's got to be information in black and white, isn't Easily it? over a decade. Now, this is via The Guardian. Uh, neoliberalism has conned us into fighting climate change as individuals. Uh, this is a basically a think piece by a fellow called Martin Lukacs. I think that's his name. He's brilliant with the pronunciations today, Jules. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I should have done some research. <laughs> um, he says here, stop obsessing with how personally green you live and start living collectively, taking on corporate power. Now, boom. I couldn't have said it better myself. The power of the dollar, or the pound, I guess. Um, yeah, this whole idea that climate change has been completely shifted upon the individual. It's like it's your fault because you buy your egg eggs in cardboard or you buy your milk in plastic. No, no, no. Sorry. I don't want my shit in that. I, that's... Like I said the other day, I bought that sandwich that was wrapped in paper that had plastic lining, but then the sandwich was held in a plastic-like cup thing. Well, it's just in case you took offence from two sandwiches touching. Yeah, and it's like, well... I'll just buy the sandwich, just, even if the cashier just handed me a sandwich. Well, it's not that just. I mean, don't be polite about it. It's like, fuck the corporations. You've made fucking billions yeah. and billions of pounds yeah. from the consumer. Now it's your turn to clean up the mess. Yeah. You've got the money in the bank to be able to do this. But I, as an individual, cannot. No. And as I was telling you before we started recording, this, this craze that's come out now about people living, uh, like filming themselves living waste-free for a week or two weeks or something. And it's like, that's just that's the epitome of what this article's talking about. Well, I mean, that exasperates you, doesn't it? It does. I can tell yeah. by, by the way you just said it then. Yeah. I don't know. Justin, the onus has got to be put back on to the companies now, yeah. hasn't it? I mean, they're the ones that have... Uh, I mean, consumers drive these corporations, but at the same time... If you were to de- ask people if they wanted all this plastic shit in their lives, they'd say, well, no, we don't need it. And you don't. It's like maybe maybe as consumers you can start to go to places like a local sandwich shop where you're not getting sandwiches wrapped in three tonne of plastic. That's probably what you can do. But at the same time, don't blame me for climate change. Not for the climate change aspect. No, I mean, I lived a little how. I lived in Carlisle when I was sort of like seven or eight, nine years old. Judas. Perhaps. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I always remember collecting bottles to take back to the shop. Oh, yeah. And getting, I don't know, two pence or five pence. Yeah. What's happened to recycling now? Why can't yeah. these, I don't know, let's just say a beer manufacturer uh, want to take their own bottles back so they're not having to manufacture more? I'm sure that was taking place somewhere. And they were offering like 10p or something. It's not the monetary value, Justin. It's yeah. just a case of it used to happen. Yeah. Now it doesn't happen. Yeah. Because I, I remember as a kid, like, uh, seeing that and like the aluminium cans and stuff. And um, there was a local collection place and it was like five cents a bottle and five cents a can. And as a kid, I used to calculate like 
because I was always thinking about like businesses and stuff. Like it was just some stupid thing that I used to do, and I'd, you'd cal- I'd calculate like how long, it, how many cans you'd need to make like a thousand bucks. You could do it. There was a competition once in the states. Uh, you had to collect something like oh, it was something crazy. 17 million cans or something or 7 million cans or whatever and you could win <clears throat> a Harrier jump jet. It was a Pepsi promotion in right. the US and a fellow actually did it. They were anticipating that no one would do it because the, the number was so significant and he did and he sued them because they said, well, we're not going to give you a jet and they had to give him a payout. Um, I don't know what it was. <laughs> were they aluminium cans or aluminium? Oh, uh, well, aluminum in the US, right. uh, aluminium here. How do you say it? The same as you just said it then. Aluminium, yeah. But uh, I remember that because I was thinking, shit, I'd love a Harry Johnson. Well, that's there. like that episode of um, The Simpsons when Bart wins an elephant on the radio. Oh, KBBL's going to give you something stupid. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and he's like, no, I want the elephant. Yeah, that was a good episode, that. But no, I definitely agree with what this guy was saying, basically. Uh, I won't read much of the article because it's quite a long article. But yeah, stop obsessing with how personally green you live. I mean, it drives me crazy. You see people wandering down to the shops with their hessian bags and stuff. And it's like, well, that's great. But I mean, we've been now trained to think that it's our fault that the world's gone to shit. It's not. It's definitely not. Um a controversial thought, Justin, but I agree with you 100%. Mate. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're speaking to Dad about things mm. when we used to live in, in the black and white times. Yeah, you, you go to a farm shop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, why can't we go back to that? Because people because it, are it, it doesn't, money. yeah, yeah, see, that's the problem. See, that ties in quite nicely with, with the next one, if I can find it. It was about um, the farmers, mm. farmers are expecting. They've been reprimanded of the farmers for the expectation of cheaper wages through EU seasonal workers. Right. So, so every time somebody from the EU came across, yeah. they were paid a lower wage than the yeah. people who live in this country. Yeah, right. And now they're sort of like the farmers have been saying, hang on a minute, you can't expect to have this lower um, wage structure for people who are working for you. No. But that's impacting on profits, and nobody likes an impact on the profits, do they? Yeah, so basically the farmers were exploiting people. Yes. You know, um, and farmers are always the first ones to complain about economic movements because it impacts farmers seemingly. Everything seems to impact farmers, so I don't know how that works out. Um, farmers are usually pretty wealthy people because of, like, land ownership, etc. Um but it's, it's that horrible word again, isn't it? Just it's always expectation. Yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> um, I think we spoke about this before. Farming unions were quite big on voting Brexit, for Brexit, yeah. um, but they've kind of shot themselves in the foot now because they're not going to be getting subsidi- uh, subsidies from the EU that they were previously getting uh, because the British government is saying, "Well, we can't afford that." My so, God, see, it's it's a minefield, just isn't it, man? It is a minefield. So, I mean, they were happy to exploit the fact that we were part of the EU because they could pay their workers fuck all. Um, but oh no, not now. Well, tough shit. It's like, get over it, isn't it? I mean, talking to somebody the other day and they started talking about a grievance in the past and it's all like, hang on a minute. Yeah, no. We don't deal in the past, I we don't deal, deal in, in the, the future. Yeah, 
you know, if you're talking to me about something that's older than two days, I don't want to know about it. If it's been a, a problem or a grievance, it's sort of like two or three years ago, then you're affecting your own well-being by still yeah. having it on your mind, aren't you? It's yeah. sort of like, flush it, flush it away. Yeah, get rid of your positive, uh, your negativity, man, because you're bringing down my morale. And I don't want a part of your negativity. I don't want to be with negative people, just. But as no. I say, it's very, very difficult at the moment because there is no positivity. Oh, there's loads of positivity. Well, in there is world. loads of positivity, but. Uh, and see, this is what ties me into. I don't know. I think I've been listening to some interesting podcasts, and like um, one I listened to, which is very interesting about women's sexuality. There's a, a lady who's written a book about it. And I can't recall her name, and I can't recall the name of the book. Sounds about right. Because this is just off the cuff. Um, once again, nothing here is scripted. But um, it was very interesting listening to this lady talking about women's sexuality and how, for such a long period of time, sexual, the sexuality of women was suppressed by men from the old guard who yeah, used to like... Yeah, but how long like, are we talking now? 50s, 40s, 30s... You mean before and after the Second World War? Yeah, and yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And this idea that women um, aren't as sexual as men, which is bullshit. It's a nonsense, isn't it? I mean, it's coming out now through research and other stuff that they are, women are just as sexual, if not maybe more so than men. And I've thought that for a long time, you know. I mean, not in any funny sense. But anyway, this is just tying into uh, something that I can't remember. You were talking about a lady in the book, and the book that you couldn't remember. But just before that, what were we talking about? Um, farmers. Wages, farmers. expectations. How the hell did we go from farming to women's sexuality? I've got no uh, idea. See, I can't, I've got no... Um, I can't talk about this subject because I'm, as you say, middle-aged. And yeah, no. I don't depraved. want to know your opinion. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've honestly got no idea where I was going with that. Um, that annoys me. It'll come back. Everything always does. Bullying in the workplace, <laughs> an example of. Yeah. Right, so health workers for the NHS uh, in England, not Scotland, Ireland or Wales, who mm. refuse to take up the offer of a free flu jab will be asked to explain why they do not want to be vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, right. When That's it, funny. It's, it's not funny, Jules. I mean, it's, it's for people who are actually in critical areas when, when the flu epidemic hits us. Yeah. So how does anybody know what the critical area will be until it actually happens? So it's a blanket flu jab for everybody in the NHS, isn't it? So yeah. if, if you're a, a bit like me, a bit of a cynic, and you've got huge stockpiles of something that's not being used... Yeah. Um, yeah. I've spoken to this about someone. Uh, or Kat, I think, uh, was talking about this... The NHS flu jabs, yeah, they they get them obviously because they're working with people who, if they come in contact with them, and they end up getting the flu, could kill them. <laughs> so if they're working with people who are like elderly, as an example, and that person who's nursing them has refused to get the yeah, flu but jab, I mean, let's punish them. If you've got really bad flu, you wouldn't be a worker. Exactly, you? just. But you could just be a carrier. That could be the problem, though. It might not affect you, but you could pass it on sort of thing. Well, un unfortunately, hundreds, maybe even thousands of people die from flu yeah. in this country every year, and Bloody the majority hell. are elderly. 
Yeah. How many people was it post World War One? Influenza killed twenty million people, I think, wasn't it? Worldwide, something like that, which is quite significant. Imagine what the the actual population of the world would be if you didn't have events like that taking place. If no one died. Yeah. Imagine from the first time a human being was born. <laughs> But I guess there wasn't a first time we evolved slowly, didn't we? But how many people... Well, there are estimates, aren't there? That was it like 10 billion people or something have probably existed. There's too many now, just. Positive news from Australia. Oh, right. Prime Minister Scott Morrison... Yeah, right. Right, said that new legislation would make it clear that no student mm. of a non-state school... Yeah. ...should be expelled on the basis of their sexuality... Now, this makes me think of what? the word draconian. Why I didn't realise that the children were being expelled because of their sexuality. Yeah, what's that about? That's strange. <laughs> you know, it's all like, oh, come on, Australia, it's 2018, yeah. what the hell's going on? I'm going to have to research that one a bit more because it sounds bizarre. Because you don't want to be ridiculed, do you? Oh, I, I love being ridiculed. Um, words, they're just words. I know they're just words, mate, but I just thought to myself it was quite a bizarre story, to be honest yeah, with you. that's strange. Like... What's the context to it? Like, someone was expelled for being a bloke? Someone was expelled for being a homosexual. Oh, right. Sexual preference. Mm. Sorry, I thought you... No, it's not a sexual preference, though, is it? It's just the person that you are. Well, exactly, yeah. Um, and that's funny. We are talking about preferences today um, at work. Um, not sexual orientation, but, like... Um, People who have preferences, like if a man has a preference for blonde women or if a woman has preferences for men who are the typical tall, dark and handsome. And I was saying, well, why, why would someone have preferences? Why would you not date someone because they didn't have black hair or something? Does that actually happen? Of course it does. You're kidding me. Why would people close off the option of something... Nice, or something, like something real. Yeah, because because we live in a, in a in a world now where you have to look right, you have to dress right, you have to have the right partner, even if that partner is not suitable for you whatsoever. That's strange. Because I, but this I've, is programming. I've Again, never isn't had it? a preference. I've never met someone and been like, oh, maybe I shouldn't go on a second date with her because she's got ginger hair or something. What? What universe are you from? <laughs> It's crazy. Anyway. What universe? Maybe it's just me. It's not just you, Justin, but, I mean, neither of us think stereotypically, do we? No. I would hate to be stereotypical. I'll leave that up to people I know to brief me on that one later. I'm sure they will. Um, <clears throat> what do you got next? Right, I mean, this is one that you've, you've gone on. I wouldn't say on and on and on about, <laughs> but you've mentioned it a few times, and I just thought yeah. to myself the other day I saw this, and it was a disclaimer alert. Yeah. And it was from the government, of course. Oh, here we go. And it was about scientists um, recommending that we eat less meat. Oh, yeah. Because of the the impact of carbon. Yeah. Right. On the, from the farming industry. Yeah, from yeah. the farming industry. And, and what did the, the government... Uh, the climate minister, Claire Ferry, Perry, sorry, I do apologise, has said it is not the government's job to advise people on a climate-friendly Right. Well, then shut up and don't ever... Well, don't be the climate minister. Yeah, don't tell people how to live their lives, period. You know, 
Yeah, get rid of the climate yeah. then. Fuck off. She's got the wrong attitude towards the job. Yeah, you're fired. Yes. Um, that's what I'd say. But yeah, I mean, it's been... It's now plainly obvious the impacts that uh, farming and the farming animals have on the environment is staggering. So I've seen... And I mean, they might be biased opinions because they've been in documentaries that were studying the impacts of meat. You know, people can think about that shit whatever they want, but the current level of meat consumption is basically unsustainable. Um, And the only way to sort of curb that is if people start to adopt more plant-based diets. Um, But then you're going to have people who are saying, well, the area that you need to grow 50 billion tonnes of corn, yeah, well, whatever, but, you know, at least the impact's going to be potentially... It's something I I don't think anybody will ever bend towards that just until it's the end of the world. I mean, again, I'll say, I I had someone ask me here in England once at lunchtime, they said, what's that? Something that I was eating, and I said, that's broccoli. Broccoli? They'd never seen broccoli, they'd never eaten broccoli they never. I don't think they'd ever seen like greens, and it's like, well, <laughs> hey, eat this, and maybe you'll have your first decent bowel movement. Oh no, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> right, Doctor Who. Yeah. Right, the Americans have struggled to understand. Oh yeah. The new Doctor's accent. No the... great surprise there, really, because I mean they had to have subtitles with train spotting. <laughs> didn't yeah, they? that's true. What, the lady that yes. plays it now? Yeah. I would have said that her accent's very slight. Have you seen how... I mean, I, I, I don't... I'm going to have a go at the BBC in a minute. Yeah. But um, she speaks extremely quickly. Oh, right. Maybe that's the problem. I haven't watched it yet. I only watched 15 minutes. Uh, the BBC are trying to stop people from over the age of 75 having free television licences. Now, the BBC, there's a, a law in place. If you don't have a television licence, you can be prosecuted and sent to prison. Right. And now they're saying that these people who are over 75 are, are financially better off. Mm. In prison? Well, they probably would be because they wouldn't be spending any money, would they? But uh, financially better off in life in general because they've had a job for life, they've had a pension as well that's actually yeah. paid out for them. But now they're saying, hang on a minute, BBC, you can't bring in a new law now. Yeah. You know, this has got to go through a legislative procedure. Yeah. And it's sort of like, but if, if, if that's the case then, so people who were skimmed, let's say 18 yeah. to 24. Yeah. No, no, see, they, 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 this doesn't make any difference now because if you're 18 to 24, 18 to 31, you're still mm. probably living at home with your parents anyway, aren't you? You, you kind of have to now, don't you? You know, so yeah. I mean, you can't even sort of like say, well, you can have a free television licence because you've got no money. And the older people have to start paying for it again. But it's yeah. a catch-22. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that people have to pay for a TV licence here blows my mind. I'm going to work it out. I'm going to, I'm going to go and ask Dad when he first started paying his, for his first television licence, which I presume yeah. would be in the 60s at some point. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. And see how much he's actually paid out between, let's yeah, say, yeah. 1961. Yeah. And I think it's this year when he, when he stops having to pay for television licence, or maybe he doesn't. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, 75, and you're still paying out your paying ass. Paying out your ass, aren't you? And then you've got to die and pay for that as well. Yeah, that's It, it right. never stops. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day, weren't we? Um, 
there's there's weird, there's weird schemes that people can pay into for their friggin' uh, funeral. Yeah. Why? Why does a funeral cost anything? Why does it cost someone money to have a digger dig out a six-foot trench hole or <laughs> trench, unless you're killing a lot of people, influenza maybe, um, to get thrown in the ground or burnt? Why can't you do it in your freaking backyard? Again, Justin, it's 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 <laughs> it's so old school yeah. that people aren't prepared to to change that so format in life. Are they? Yeah, and these are just these are probably um, well, they are. They're like religious beliefs, aren't they? I mean, prior to that, it was. Like I don't know whether they are religious beliefs anymore. Just to be honest with you. Well, that's the thing. Like now that re- religious beliefs are sort of kind of getting canned. Well, you know, grandpa's died. Okay. Uh, go buy some coals and we'll get some bloody kindling from the store. We're going to burn him. Imagine tonight. what happened though, say, right on my back lawn. And yeah. neighbours saying, well, what the hell are you doing? We're just burning the body. Yeah. Did you ever meet Dave? Yeah, we're going to burn him tonight. I'd go. I'd go and watch. Out of just a morbid fascination. Yeah, but they do that in India. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just on the Ganges, you know, on those uh, the gats there, the, the burning gats. The pyres? Yeah. It's like, well, you're basically just watching a barbecue, aren't you? I mean, it might not smell too good. But I mean, but, but the, the, this is the sense of humour you've got to have when it comes to death. To, to death. Yeah. And it's, it's like that comedian, um, Bill Hicks, was saying if <laughs> he was, um, he said, why can't we use terminally ill people, elderly terminally ill people in um, action movies instead of stunt doubles or... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like Grandma would get her head kicked off oh. by Chuck Norris, you know, in a fight scene. Brilliant. Very funny. Um, but, yeah. I don't or, know, you know, someone's died. Uh, I like the idea of sort of having ashes spread, spread into a river, you know, making that journey down to the sea, that symbolism. I like that. Whether that will happen with me or not, I don't know. I do also like the idea of being shot out into space. But um, I thought you'd like a diamond to be created from your ashes my corpse yeah maybe yeah a diamond and then flush it down the toilet (laughs) (laughs) did did you get taken over this week I mean a lot of people who listen to this won't have a clue what I'm talking about now there's a programme on on BBC again and it's called Strictly Come Dancing oh fuck me you see Justin's reaction says it all really painful and a couple of the contestants Mm. um one had a girlfriend, one had a husband. Yes. One of them doesn't have a girlfriend anymore, mm-hmm. the other one still has a husband. Yeah. We filmed kissing. Yeah. You know, like, and Boris Johnson has had an affair on Valentine's Day with this woman. Yeah. And that dropped off the news after a day. Within half an hour. Yeah, you're not going to hear anything about that, are you? And the Ferrari over this, it was just sort of like, I was going to the toilet and making myself sick. Were you? Yeah, because it, 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 it was extreme. That, that's yeah. how extremely sick I felt about it. It was disturbing. Um, and you know, like, funnily enough, I was talking about that again at work today uh, with the bloke I was working. You see, with. and Justin soon finds a new mate to talk about things with. Yeah, when I'm not at work. Well, you know, the, the guy's girlfriend came out with a statement, and it was brilliant. She just cut him to pieces. It was so good because apparently he sounds like he was a prick anyway you know he's so a comedian good riddance and a new yeah. new new day new age comedian you know the ones that aren't funny yeah the ones who really aren't funny yes. um so you're spending time with 
a dancer. Eight hours, ten hours a day. Yeah. What do you expect is going to happen? There's probably going to be some sort of sexual attraction. Well, you would have thought so, wouldn't you, really? Because, I mean, well, you just in, in such you, you wouldn't spend that, that much time in close proximity with your own partner, let's be honest about and it. And usually you don't, do you? Because we don't work with our partners, generally. Um, so, you know, hey, that's nature. And again, Jesus Christ, what's wrong with... Why are people so fucking caught up in all this stuff, kissing something? It was a kiss. What? Is a it really kiss. that bad? I mean... It's 2018, just, Jesus, isn't yeah. it? And it was a kiss. I, I mean, mean, maybe in 1911 <laughs> or 1912. Yeah. You know, a kiss might have caused some sort of outrage, but yeah. not now. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's... And this is... <laughs> this is what I think we're trending towards, right? Is, censorship. Well, censorship... Being told. It, it's coming around... As again, you said full circle. I think things are starting to come around full circle and it'll be a long time before we get there. But with the continuation of women's liberation and women having more opportunity, which also then is welcoming women becoming more sexually liberated, kind of like the 60s, you know, more of this is going to occur. And are we going to start to see uh, a more female-dominated society? Uh, I'll be the first to say I fucking hope so because, as we can see in animals, that leads to a happier society where there's way more sex. Um, Anyway, what's wrong with it? Why has sex all of a sudden become this darkness over human con- why is this is this like a weird thing where they don't want you to have access to marijuana um because well it might make you think that shit maybe i'm not going to take life too seriously because maybe you're not supposed to um we don't want you to have sex with people anymore because that's naughty um you've got to keep your pps and your vvs in your pants don't, we don't want anyone interacting with each other. What's happening now, what? Justin? <clears throat> I mean, it's going to get extreme. I mean, you're going to get to the point where now, like in Japan in, say, five years' time, uh, you'll be able to, like, plug in an electronic hand to wrap around your old fella and it'll just jack you up. Is it going to get to that point? Yeah, let's be honest about it, right? I mean, I hadn't thought about this until you just said then. <laughs> uh, China are going to become a more liberated country than the rest of the world put together because they're taking no notice of this media <laughs> frenzy. Yeah. And they'll still be able to maintain their communist regime. Exactly. Which is fascinating. But yeah, kissing someone, I mean, Jesus Christ. What, you see, you've not mentioned oh, this Saudi journalist. This oh my God. Jamal Khashoggi. I mean, yeah. him going into the... and not coming out again. It, yeah. it, I mean, but this is like... Russia, in some respects, flexing that they're flexing muscle, and and they don't want there to be any anything behind it. They've done it; they're going to deny it, yeah. And nobody's ever going to get prosecuted for it. No. And the amazing thing is, you know, you've got Trump saying, "Oh well, uh, what did he say?" Oh, yeah. He was first of all, he was all for the, you know, being yeah. it's them. They did it. Then all of a sudden, it could be. Some sort. Because he said on the radio, he's like, uh, we sell hundreds of billions in arms to Saudi Arabia. Um, if it's not us, it's going to be someone else. Whatever. Uh, Britain sells tens of billions worth of arms to Saudi Arabia. 
Um, we don't probably have the same relationship with Russia either does the United States um, because, well, everyone knows that Russian rockets are far superior to any other country in the world. But anyway, that's another story. What would happen if this was Russia? If a British journalist had gone into a Russian embassy and was never seen leaving? You'd never hear the fucking end of it. I mean, you're you? talking about the, the double standards of our own country. It's horrifying. When the Russians poisoned Salisbury... Well, yeah, suppose. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we, we wanted everybody jumping on the bandwagon yeah. and expelling Russian diplomats from the country. Yeah. But now this has happened. Yeah, and nothing. Nothing's going to happen. It's disgusting. Why? Because, yeah. Because it's about money. Uh, it's about money, it's about oil, and it's about arms. That's it. And, um, yeah, you've got to be careful who you talk to or what you speak about in public about um, arms sales because they'll have you... Uh, they can make your life a mess. <laughs> well, they can, can't they? But honestly, just, I mean... Okay. But, All yeah, right. and, and this is the thing, like... People are now starting to see these double standards and they're thinking, fuck all this. I, I think people are starting to start uh, becoming more relaxed and forgetting about these people at the top. Um, I don't think there needs to be a revolution in terms of uh, like a French revolution, but there needs to be some sort of cleansing. Yeah, well, but as you said, like, we, we, we start... If we, we, well, I mean, I do anyway, but you ignore those at the top mm. because their behaviour yeah. is, is, is rotten to the core. Yeah, yeah, it needs to be changed. It does. And uh, I can't really see it happening from the people. I think it's going to be external circumstances that are going to enforce these changes, sadly. And external meaning just cataclysmic events. You're going to have so much negativity building up in the world that the repercussions of those negativity, uh, or of that negativity, will be man-made. Like uh, absolutely, just absolutely, mate. Meghan and Harry expecting the first child. Is that oh, yeah. good news or not? Is it news you're actually interested in? Well, it's quick. It is rather quick, wasn't it? Well, hey ho. How long have they been married? I mean, that's their job. It doesn't isn't make it? any difference, though, does it? But you see, you touched on the point. Yeah. And it was mentioned on television today, and I thought to myself, you really shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but she said that's what she got married to him for. Well, that's her, that's part of her royal role. Come on, that's a bit sexist, isn't it? She needs to bequeath uh, the royal family with spawn. And they've been in Australia this week as well, haven't they? Hey, good place to root. It's yeah. absolutely... But the, the funny thing, or the ironic <laughs> thing was, he went into one of the, the farming um, places that's been... You know, there's been no rain. Yeah. And it absolutely poured down. Did it? Yeah. yeah. Well, see, that happened on an island in the Pacific, didn't it? When, uh, who's the strange old racist prince married to the queen? Oh, yeah. The one that always says the wrong thing. Yeah. D isn't he worshipped on a Pacific island somewhere? Because when he went, yeah. it rained. And they thought he was, they now think he's God. No, yeah. it's just, just being English. What about fracking then for shale gas? Oh, I mean, we've had this yeah. in the, the environmental report, yeah, and that about fossil fuels, yeah. And now they started. They started. See, a lot of people won't know this either. This is the first time they started fracking again mm. since the earthquakes happened. 
in 2011, the last time they were fracking, and that was around the Blackpool area. And did you notice, uh, I saw a little parliamentary piece, uh, a lady, I don't know if she was Labour or Greens, was saying that um, the Conservative Party were even looking at relaxing earthquake laws because it's probably something that they're going to be anticipating. It so has been do you shown. think earthquakes will be relieved that the laws are being relaxed? I think the earth will sigh. and uh, yeah, We're such a small place, aren't we, if you think about the island? And they, yeah. they, they don't care about earthquakes, right? No. And the on your head, beard. The majority of earthquakes occur on the east coast, but um, I remember looking up earthquakes in England. I don't know why I was looking that up. Because it's because of more earthquakes here than anywhere else in the world. No. Seriously, really? we'll have to look it up for, for the next podcast. But yeah. I think per for, for the area and for the size, I mean they're not huge yeah. earthquakes, obviously. No. But um, yeah, fracking. I mean, to me, fracking is just an example of desperation. Yeah, it's like well, the oil. There's not much oil left in the world, is there anymore? So they need to look for alternatives. And whilst this is an alternative that's probably in terms of cost and profit profitable. Uh, yeah, let's get our fracking on. The almighty dollar. I'm going to finish with the last one now, just that, that I've got anyway. And it, to mm. me, it's sort of like this sums up. Yeah. Right, so they spent millions of pounds on trying to build the first 1,000 miles per hour car. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. And the 25 million short of, of yeah. actually getting to where they want to be. Right. Um, Pointless? That- that's extremely pointless. £25 million? Uh, th- th- this is what they need, additional funds to be able to... Yeah, but it's going to run once. It's going to do 1,000 miles an hour. They're not going to start producing 1,000-mile-an-hour cars, are they? I mean, look... The state of the world is in a state, it's in a mess, and yet people care about about things like that. £25 million, right. What's the population of Kendall? 40. 40,000 people? Right. Divide £25 million up. Between 40,000 people in Kendall. And see how much it would make people's lives a lot happier. It would change. This whole place would change. Of course it would. For the better, I think. It wouldn't be for the worse. I mean, you wouldn't get your however many hundreds of thousands of dollars it would be and go, fuck it, let's just go get a crate of Dom Perignon and uh, go crash a limousine. No. I'd leave the country. (laughs) (laughs) In a heartbeat. Oh, Jesus. And uh, speaking about leaving things, I'm about to wet my pants, so uh, it's about time I went and expelled some fluid from my body. That's a nice way of saying I need to go pee. Pee (laughs) pee. Well, that's episode 22. Um, What comes after 22? 23. Michael Jordan's number, 23. And King James. I can't remember what his full name is now. The third. King James the third. The 23rd. <laughs> Sweet ass. Oh. The uh, recording machine has just been felled. Well, that's it. Au revoir. Enjoy. We're off to have something to eat. Dinner. Where at? I don't know yet. The cultural centre. <laughs> All right. Peace out, freaks. Well, folks, that's it for episode 22 of the Rovers podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now, a very important little message. If you'd like to get in touch with us here at the Rovers podcast and you would like to pose a question to Steve and I, 
maybe a question um, you'd like us to cover in terms of a news story, uh, something like that, then please do get in touch. You can get in touch with us at hello at, uh, oh God, what's the email address? Terrible time to uh, forget it. <laughs> it is hello at redverspodcast.com. So hello at redverspodcast.com and you will be able to send us an email. We will get back to you as soon as possible. And uh, yeah, we'd really like to hear from everybody uh, or anyone that listens to this, um, even if it's a piece of advice or maybe you'd like to compliment us. Um, maybe you'd like to send your loathing. Either way, uh, it's still valid. And we'd appreciate the feedback. Well, folks, that's it again for another week. Hope you enjoyed the episode once again. Your ideas are very much appreciated, adored, loved. Until next week, peace out.